Hello to God's most wonderful people on this beautiful Tuesday. I'm so glad you have joined me. And today I want to minister on something that I just feel strongly in my heart. I must talk about again. Dreams and visions. God is really speaking to many of us. I'm one of them, frankly, through dreams and through visions. And I want to show you why. And what to do when these things happen because the Lord may be showing us something good coming or something that the enemy is planning that we need to pray against and stop it. So this is the day truly of a tremendous visitation from heaven on many, many lives. So get ready to hear the Lord. Get ready to see a vision or a dream. I'm telling you, I'm saying this to prepare you. The Lord is going to speak to you, possibly through a vision, most likely through a dream. And I want you to be prepared. Maybe you've already had some dreams that you are wondering about and maybe trying to figure out what to do. Well, that's why we're talking today. So thank you for being my wonderful partner. I'm waiting till you all come on. And please share this teaching with many because it's really, really important. Now, I taught on this a long time ago. But there's so much happening, you know, happening today in the world that the Lord is speaking to us in a fresh way. So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus, and I pray you'll use this teaching, Lord, to minister strength and clarity to your people. So, Lord, those who've had dreams or visions will understand them as a result of the teaching today, or will begin to understand them. And those who have not, that you will speak to them, Lord, soon in visions and dreams, for your glory and honor, as you promised you would do. Amen. And God's people said, Amen. Because you know, it's the promise of God. Acts chapter 2, let's just go to Acts 2. We're going to look at verse 16. Because that's the promise that we see in Acts. So, verse 16, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days which were in it, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Now this doesn't mean that only old men will dream dreams, because we see in Genesis 15 where God spoke to Abraham, in a vision, and a dream later. And so, it's possible God will speak to all of us in visions and in dreams. Now, in most cases in the Bible, yes, we see it happening, where young people will see visions and old people see dreams. But not all the time. Not all the time. I mean, recently, I've had, myself, I've had two dreams and one vision that the Lord gave me that really spoke to me about something going on in my in, in my own life that I had to watch for, be careful of, and pray against in one case. So we really need to keep our eyes open now. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, speak to your people, Lord. Make it so clear. Make it so clear. Amen. All right, so the promise of God is very clear in Acts 2. That because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that began in the book of Acts 2,000 years ago, 
But God says in the last days, now they saw their days as the last days. We're seeing the last days in a bigger way, frankly. These are not only the last days. These are the last hours, okay? We are living in the last hours of this generation. And God is about to speak to us all in glorious ways. Lord, I give you the praise for it. Now, let's go to Genesis 15. You know, yesterday I shared with you what God showed me from Psalm 40 that so touched me, and I'm sure has blessed you. Today, and now we are, uh, today is, uh, is September, what they are chat today? Tuesday, huh? 14. 14, 14, okay, so here, here we are, September 14, 2021, so much is, is happening out there that we need to kind of get clarity on, and I think God wants to give it to us. Now, watch what it says in Genesis 15, verse 1. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram, Abram in a vision, saying, fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. So here he speaks to him in a vision. Later in verse 12, he falls asleep, which means a dream now. It says, when the sun, verse 12, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, an horror of great darkness fell on him. And God revealed his plan for the children of Israel going down to Egypt and then coming back to the promised land. So, something I think that's really very, very important here. Uh, Here we see that visions reveal God and his nature, while dreams reveal his plans and purposes. So, how you like that, didn't you? Hallelujah. Yeah, Chad enjoyed that back there. He's in the control room sitting here talking, talking so I can hear him. So in Genesis 15, 1, what was God doing? He was revealing his nature and himself. It says, and the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, I am your shield. I am your reward. Well, that's showing God and his nature. But if you look at verse 12, and from 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 on from there on, God says, "Know of a surety that your seed will be in a stra- will be a stranger in a land that's not there." So, what do I see from this? I see that in Genesis 15, and ver- and in verse one, God reveals Himself and His nature. I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. In verse 12 of of the same chapter and verse 13 and and on, He is revealing His plans. So often when we have, and that's why I said to you, I think most of you are going to actually see a dream. Because God reveals his plan and his purpose in a dream. So we're going to look at a lot of that as we go on. But notice something about both visions and dreams. Uh, In a vision, uh, you see Abraham, for example, in that same chapter, Genesis 15, verse 2, where he talks back to God. And he said, Lord, what will thou give me? Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliezer. So in a vision, people can talk to God, but also in a dream. And when it happens in a dream, that's where God reveals his will through what the individual says in that dream. Example, if you look at uh, Genesis 20, <clears throat> Verse 3, God comes to Abimelech. Amazingly, God gives dreams to 
the righteous and the wicked. Now, let me say something powerful here. Visions only belong to the righteous. Dreams belong to the righteous and the wicked. Remember God spoke to Abimelech in a dream, Pharaoh in a dream, and so on. So, dreams come to everybody. Because God loves all and he wants to, you know, keep them from going into sin and getting into bondage and things like that. So here, Abimelech, I'm telling you, I just said something powerful here. That dreams belong to all, but visions belong to the saints. And isn't that amazing of the Lord to actually speak to the unbelievers through dreams, trying to bring them to himself? I bet you millions of unbelievers have had dreams. Think about how many Muslims have had dreams of Jesus. That uh, you hear about still all the time. So God is revealing his plan and purpose for them. And many of them are getting saved. But look what it says. This is so, so powerful. In, in Genesis 20, beginning at verse, at verse 3. God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. Said to him, behold, you are but a dead man. For the woman which you have taken, meaning Sarah, she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay the righteous also? Will you slay a righteous nation? He declared him, himself righteous, meaning you know he didn't do anything wrong. Not that, that he was righteous. He just said, I didn't really touch her. Said he not to me, she is my sister. He repeats all that to God in the dream. He's, he's not awake. He's asleep talking to God. And as he's talking, God is revealing to him what to do. And so God said to him in the same dream as they're talking back and forth, I know you did not do this, uh, you know, you, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yea, I know that thou did this in your, in the integrity of your heart. And God says, but I'm the, the one who held you back from sinning against me. Therefore, I didn't suffer you to touch her. Now restore the wife to the man. He's a prophet. He will pray for you. And you will live. But if you don't restore her to him, you'll die. So God is revealing through that conversation his plan for Abimelech and his kingdom if he doesn't do what God is saying. To me, that's absolutely amazing that God will allow, you know, where you know his plan for your life by the things you will see yourself saying in the dream. Sometimes you'll be saying things in a dream, not realizing it's the Lord who's revealing his plan. Like example, example. You know, when I had, like I had two dreams so far in the last few weeks, it's amazing. One of them where I saw myself go to heaven and walk through a very narrow, beautiful white way. And as I'm walking through, I'm saying to myself, this is the tabernacle. This is what the old covenant talks about. And God was was showing me that through the Old Testament, he's going to show me things. And then I saw the Lord and so on. I think I shared that with you. And then I saw another dream where I saw myself flying over water with fish underneath and I saw myself in this fortress right afterwards and then I wanted to get out of the fortress but there was a massive dinosaur outside to to devour me and so I kind of walked away from it and I know exactly what that meant. Back when all this began with the virus, I was in England preaching the gospel. Then the lockdown came. That's the fortress. Then I had to come, you know, begin traveling again. But there was something I had to watch for out there. Okay? 
So it's very important that God shows us these, and then we need to to ask Him, Lord, what does this mean? Now I know what what it means when I was flying over the lake and the fortress. I didn't know what the dinosaur was all about till I prayed. And guess what? What happened? A man that I called that has a, a, a great anointing on him told me enough to explain what the dinosaur was. And that was all I needed to know. Which was to me amazing how God would... But I had to pray. The Lord revealed to me, what did I see? What is that dinosaur I saw? Because sometimes we don't really understand what God shows us till we pray. So, I saw myself talking in the first dream. I know what that meant. In the second one, I didn't see myself talking. But God revealed it later as, as I prayed. So it's not always that we see ourselves giving the answer in the dream. Sometimes we have to look for it. And I think somebody here, I just feel to pray right now that God Almighty will really, somebody really needs an answer. You've had a dream and you don't know what it means. Father, in Jesus, come on, let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, reveal to them the answer. Give them the answer like you gave me a few days ago. For your glory and honor, I give you praise. God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now, look at First Kings with me, chapter 3. Dear Lord, I feel the anointing here just talking about this, because God is talking to you, and will be talking to a lot of you that, he, that you have not heard from him yet. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I'll give you. And then, of course, he asked for wisdom. But the amazing thing here to me is God was revealing to Solomon what to pray for and what to look for as he's praying. Because he starts in verse 6, and he said, you've showed my uh, your servant David, my father, great mercy, and so on and so forth. Now I'm the king, and and then I'm in the midst of your great people. Verse 8, they're a great multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge your people. And so re- remarkable, God was pleased with the speech, but it was God who gave it to him in the first place. And Solomon prayed something that God put in his heart to pray in the dream because he wasn't awake. And God says, because you've asked this, I'm going to give you what you haven't asked for. I'm going to give you a long life, riches, and so on. So how amazing that sometimes God reveals his will to us by the things we say. Now, there are times, there are times, where God will come and speak to us Look at Job 33. This is to me absolutely amazing. Uh, Job 33 verse 12. It talks about how the Lord sometimes will, will, will talk to us more than one time. Because sometimes we don't understand why a dream happened. We may have more than one dream about different things, but God is talking to us through every one of them about, about one thing. I'll repeat. God will talk to you sometimes in different ways, maybe in different dreams. They're not all the same dream. They're different dreams. But he wants you to do the, the, the one thing he wants. Only one thing. So God is trying to keep you from doing something and wants you to do something different. So he will come to you in different ways. It says, watch what it says. Behold, verse 12, Job 33. You've got to see this with me. It's amazing. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than men, 
Why dost thou strive against him? So sometimes when people are fighting God's will, God has to speak to them. For he giveth not account of any of his matters. For God speaks once, yea, twice. Yet men perceive it not. In a dream or in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, God speaks when they're falling asleep, slumbering in their bed. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. He, He gives them the instructions. Why? That he may withdraw man from his purpose. That he may pull him back from what he wants to do that God is not pleased about or it's not God's will. And hide pride from men. Sometimes when someone is very arrogant, God will give that someone dreams to keep him from destruction because of his mercy. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. So God... He doesn't want anyone to end up in bondage in a pit. He doesn't want them to get killed in some way. So he comes in dreams. He comes in visions. He comes when they're half in, half out. They're not too, you know, fully asleep. They're just halfway in. I just had that happen to me only days ago. When I was half in, half out, and I saw something that God was trying to prevent in my life. Not that I was doing something. But God saw something coming my way and I got on my knees and prayed and it was canceled. I was amazed. I really, really was amazed. But God doesn't want us to perish in any way. All of us, his children. And then it says, if we don't listen, it says he is chastened also with pain upon his bed. And the multitude of his bones with strong pain. So sometimes sickness comes because people are ignoring what God is trying to show them in a dream or a vision. So that his life abhors bread, his soul dainty meat. In other words, he gets so sick, he, does, he, you know, he or she doesn't want to eat. His flesh is consumed away that it, it cannot be seen. He starts to lose weight. His bones now stick out. His soul, his soul draws near to the grave. His life to the destroyers. Who are they? Devils. Because demons want people in the pit. Demons want people destroyed. But sometimes God out of his love will speak to us to say, here's what the enemy is planning. If you don't pray it, it's going to come. If you pray it, it won't. And it says so in Proverbs chapter 12. It says God sometimes will, sh- will, sh- will show you something to keep the evil away from you. But you have to pray it. Many of us have had dreams or gut feelings, as we call them. Or sometimes we actually can see things when we're trying, when you know, half in, half out of sleep, you know. We will see something that God is trying to show us, don't do that. Or be careful, something is coming. And then we pray about it, and God keeps us safe. But if people don't listen, and you know, look, look, God doesn't speak uh, just because somebody is living in sin. He will speak because the enemy is always planning something against us. In this case, it talks about, you know, someone who's, who's not paying attention, who doesn't want to obey the Lord. And so God has to speak once or twice and so on. And then he opens their ears, seals up instruction to withdraw man from his purpose and pride from his, from his heart. That's not always the case. But often it is where, where God has to intervene and say, listen, don't, don't go your way. Don't do your thing. But they don't listen. But there are many times that something will come 
or the enemy will send it and God gives us a dream like he did in my case just only days ago where, where, where God just wanted to warn me. It happened to King David. It happened to Abraham. It happened to Joseph. Don't you remember Joseph? When, when, when Herod wanted to kill the Lord, he warned him in a dream, go down to Egypt. Not because he did something wrong, but the enemy was trying to hurt and destroy the Lord when he was an, an, an infant, a little baby. So, and, and it says something powerful uh, here. If there be, verse 23, if there be a messenger with him, an interpreter one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness. So sometimes when you don't know the answer, pray that God sends you a messenger or an interpreter. That's what happened to me only days ago. I was talking to Chad. I said, is there someone you know out there that that God can use? And he gave me one man's name that God has used in his life. And that man gave me the answer I was looking for. So it says, if there be a messenger with him or an interpreter, one among a thousand, because there's not many of them. But if you pray, God will, will send somebody to explain that dream to you. Wow. Then he's gracious to him and says, deliver him from going to the pit, I find a ransom. Wow. And that's in the case of the man who was rebellious and proud, that, you know, if he did not obey, he's, he's going to end up sick and die. But if he does obey, then there is deliverance for him. But I am completely amazed, I'm totally amazed how many times God will speak to us to, to keep the, the plan of the enemy from touching us. Okay. Let's look at Job 36, verse 5, and then I'm going to pray with you. And there's a lot I want to share with you. I have not had time today. It says, Behold, God is mighty. Job 36, verse 5. And does not despise any. He's mighty in strength and wisdom. He preserves not the life of the wicked, but gives right to the poor. He withdraws not his eyes from the righteous. With kings are they on the throne. He establishes them forever. And so on. If they be bound in fetters, if there's bondage in their life, then he shows them their work and their sin. He opens their ear to discipline. He commands that they return from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they'll spend their days in prosperity, years in pleasure. But if they don't obey, they will perish by the sword and they'll die without knowledge. Now that to me says something quite powerful. Let me just say, let me just... uh, Actually, finish it. But the hypocrite in heart heap up wrath. They cry not when he binds them. They die in youth and their life is among the unclean. So, God is always showing people through dreams what to do or not to do. So, he talks to his children and he talks to the wicked even. Because here it talks about those who who are already bound by the enemy, you know. Those who are bound in fetters and cause of affliction. God shows them their sin. That's the wicked. He opens their ears to discipline and so on. He commands them to turn from their iniquity. Well, that's, that's the sinner. But how amazing to me that God would actually speak to them too. Now, I'm going to continue tomorrow talking about uh, dreams. Because I want to talk to you and show you there are certain things sometimes that mean certain things. So I'm going to go through a list with you tomorrow on what if you see, like example, I would see years ago 
you know, crocs. You know, well, crocs. I found out later, speak of traitors, people who will, will who will betray you, things like that. Uh, planes speak of ministries, uh, and so much more. So we'll go through some of that tomorrow, because in Genesis thirty-seven and on, we we see what happened to Pharaoh. We also see later what happened to the baker and butler and what they saw and how Joseph was able to interpret what they saw and so on. So there's a lot still I want to talk to you about tomorrow. Make sure to join me. But right now I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to you in dreams and some of you in visions too. Because visions reveal him and his nature. Dreams reveal his plans and purpose. Father, in the name of Jesus... I pray and I believe, Lord, that you're going to show your people, you're going to clearly show your people what to do in these days. Speak to them, Lord, in dreams mightily. Lord, I pray that we're going to be, we all are going to start having a lot of dreams from, from heaven. Lord, I thank you for the dreams you've given me the last few days. And now, Lord, because of this, I'm talking about it again to your people because what you're doing in me, I want you to do in them. So, Father, in Jesus' name, begin to speak to your people in dreams. In Jesus' name. You you said in your word in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. They'll prophesy. They'll see visions. They'll dream dreams. Now do it, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, give them the interpretations for it. And God's people said, Amen. And another amen. Now, I want you to pay attention for just a few moments before I say goodbye. If you're facing a difficult situation financially, maybe it's time you make God a promise. Remember when David had a problem one day and the Bible says, in the Psalms, he made a vow. That's found in Genesis, uh, sorry, in Psalm, I said Genesis. Psalm 50, verse 14 and 15. And we see the same in Psalm 66, 13, 14. Let's look at them before I say bye, because I just sense in my heart, somebody really needs a financial miracle. And I think it's time you know what the Bible says about making God a promise, like a pledge, like a vow. It says, offer unto God, I'm reading Psalm 50, verse 14. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Now, if we go, just quickly, if we go also to Psalm 66, 66, 13 and 14, we see something else that happened with David because he was in trouble and he made God a vow and God came through for him and delivered him from the problem he had. It's happened to me quite a few times, by the way. I will go, verse 13, I will go into your house with burnt offerings. That's an offering. I will pay thee my vows which my lips have uttered And my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. So if you're in trouble right now financially, I think it's time to make God a pledge. Or as the Bible calls it, a vow. 
And watch what God will do with you. I've had moments like this in my life where I didn't know where to turn. And I said, Lord, get me out of this problem. I'm going to give you such and such a seed. And I'm telling you, when I gave that seed, the problem left. Because I made God a promise I would do it. And the miracle came almost right away. Almost right, right away. I remember Paul and Jane Crouch faced a very serious problem with TBN. And Paul told me he went to a church, made a vow to God, and the, the, the court, they had a, a court case, and the judge ruled in favor of TBN. And I believe it, it, it had to do with that vow. So sometimes vows are necessary. If you have a problem, you just don't know where to go, where to turn. So Father, speak to them in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, your word says David went and made a vow and paid his vow as you got him out of trouble. And you got him out of trouble. We give you the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. And that's Psalm 66, 13 and 14, which you may want to also go read for yourself. But it's time to give. Whether you have a problem you know, or not, because you know, giving keeps problems away, by the way. Financially, it keeps them away. So it's time to sow seed in faith. For the Bible says, a faithful man will abound, overflow with blessings. So the, the blessings will come when we sow. So do it now. You can do it on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. Those that have a real problem, you need to make a vow. You need to make a pledge and fulfill that pledge and God will give you the miracle you're looking for. It's his word. I'm only giving you his word. Much love and blessings. I'll see you tomorrow as I continue teaching on dreams. And I'll give you a whole list of things to look for too. All right. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.